Okay. There we go. It's recording. All okay. right. Thank you, Mr. Keanu White, for joining my platform. Um, your journey is the name of my program, and I thank you for having me on the show. And uh, the reason I brought you on the show because I've been watching your Instagram page, and uh, you said some interesting things uh, as far as your spirituality and things that you have been through, and I've been looking at your page and see the type of things you have posted up. And I also under a leader um, named um, Paul Rafu. He has some YouTube videos as well that I will mm-hmm. share you the link to. It's, uh, it's very spiritual that anybody can listen to to get uh, food and nurture from this very spiritual on the YouTube channel. And, um, you know, he's a great mentor. So I've been following his teachings and stuff, you know, on my journey, my path. That's where I'm, I'm at, where I'm at today. You know, as far as mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing and recording and everything, you're my first person. So I want to... I want you to, <laughs> yeah, for this this this, this broadcast. So, I want you to uh, tell me about your background and how you were brought up, into uh, how you got to where you at for us, your journey of uh, self discovery. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, well, first, thank you for having me on your very first show. I'm very honored, and I really appreciate that. Um, so, well, I'm 45 right now, and I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been here for about 23 years. Uh, I grew up in an Air Force family. My father was Air Force, and uh, I lived most of my childhood in Minot, North Dakota, if you can believe that. Um, and I grew up, uh, I grew up around cult culture my entire life. That's really all I knew was, was cult culture. When I say that, um, my mother... She, she was the leader of, of this cult. I don't know exactly where it stemmed from. Um, I'm not sure how she got inducted into it. I do have vague memories of how it all came about. Um, but uh, um, I also actually wrote a book about it called Church, the Awakening. It, back, in, back in those days when it was like the 80s, 70s and 80s, um, the, the things that I was surrounded with um, probably wouldn't be as accepted as they are now. I think, um, some of the things that my mother did in her cult, um, uh, I think that she had to do a lot of covering up with the Bible or, um, she used the Bible in different, different ways. Um, but there was definitely a lot of things that you see in movies that are not that you think are not real are actually things that, I've seen that things that are real, exorcisms, um, spirits, um, demonology, um, witchcraft. I've grown up in witchcraft pretty much my whole life. I'm not saying that these things are bad. I mean, you can take any energy and make it good or bad. Um, But so, yes, so I grew up in cult culture. I grew up to take my mother's place in this cult. Um, There we've done a lot of different type of ritualistic work. I was an ordained minister in the cold when I was 14 years old. And, um, and I saw a lot of different um, paranormal things, you know, that I, I pretty much blocked out a lot. I, once I left the cult, once I got out and I escaped, I literally blocked all of my memories. I, I couldn't, I had no recollection of anything once I got out and I turned 30 and uh, and, you know, I, I would go about my days meeting new people here. People will talk about their, their lives and their childhood, childhood. And I literally had no, I would just draw a black screen. And I didn't really care. But like, it didn't bother me that I didn't, didn't remember anything. Um, I think that was just my way of coping with the things that I had been through. And so um, once I got in contact actually one of the escapees from the cult as well got in contact with me and you know it had been years since I talked to her and um and so she she called me I don't even know how she got my phone number but she called me and she was just she just started saying remember when and then as soon as she started saying all these things it was like a rush of just incredible crazy things that I had went through had just come back to me all at one time to the point where I literally lost, lost my mind for a little while. I didn't know if these things were true, if this really happened to me. 
Um, I was trying to find help. I even went to like psychiatrists, try to tell them my story. They kind of looked at me like this woman is crazy. Um, and I really didn't have any place to go to talk about me seeing actual demons or me being sexually or seeing sexual abuse or, you know, seeing these, um, paranormal things happening and things happening to me. Um, so I kind of just went through that phase of, you know, seeing these things happen again, reliving these memories, which was very, very difficult. And the only way that I felt was my way to deal and get it all out and tell my story was to write my book. So I wrote the book, uh, Church the Awakening, um, which turns, you know, I, I wrote it as a fictional book. It's based on a true story, but I wrote it as fiction. And, uh, and that, that was a great thing for me and also a, a really challenging thing for the people that I was talking about and they knew that I was talking about them. So that was a whole other struggle once the book came out, but it was definitely freeing. Um, it was definitely something I needed to do. And it's definitely been cult culture has been a part of my life so much like anytime it would just kind of follow me around like anytime uh, there was a cult like I worked at a salon one time and there was a, an underground cult there for some reason which was really crazy and I was invited to, to join them and uh you know and it, it's just like these kind of people these kind of groups have just kind of followed me or, or sought me out I don't know if I just because I carry that sort sort of energy, but I've always been sought out by uh, cultish type groups, and um, yeah, and so I've just witnessed it. I've witnessed a lot of abuse. I've witnessed a lot of things that probably people would call me crazy, or it just doesn't even seem real, you know. All and, right, um, all right, yeah, that's very interesting. Because uh, sorry, my voice is hoarse, but um, I apologize. I can't hear me. I hope you can hear me pretty well. Um, yes, I can. Because um, I'm going to share that link to your book uh, uh, if you give it to me, so people okay. can check it out. Because it sounds like a very interesting book. I might need to check it out um, because um, there are probably some things in that book that people can relate to besides you yourself. I'm sure it's why mm -hmm. you wrote it, written it, even though you've written it as a, a fictional, and so people can, could absorb it better or receive right. it better. It's kind of strange to tell the truth. Uh, to me, people don't want to receive it as well. Right. If you tell me it ain't the truth, then the sermon it is receive it better. I don't know why. I just got people I've been lied to for so long. I don't know. And um, it's very interesting. And um, I'm just a little curious. Can you share, excuse me, any of the uh, things that you do remember? Uh, not part of the abuse part. We're going to talk about that later. Before it's the um, spiritual part. Do you remember any of it? And to describe, I'm probably sure it's in your book as well, but can you describe uh, any pieces of details that you may remember uh, from your past experience that you've seen or witnessed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there was many I can recall right off the top of my head. Um, there was definitely, there was always uh, groups and classes and things going on every single day. Like the women would meet, the men would meet, the ministers would meet, um, you know, everybody had different meetings. And so it, I was really young and my mother had to pretty much just take me wherever she went. And, um, and so this, I was just kind of used to it, you know, so I just went to one of the, the women's classes and um, it had been, a I don't know exactly what it was on, but it got into uh, sexual, something sexual, because there was always a sexual aspect to when you do, you know, sex magic or anything like that. Um, and so this one was actual, I believe it was using sex magic to, for exorcism. Um, and so I had to be around 11 or 12 and, uh, and so they were this woman was performing uh, sex magic in front of all of us with herself. So she was doing masturbation with herself and she became um, uh, possessed with a demon. And so I remember like there was her throat grew about six times the size of her face. 
and you know, she had all these voices coming out of her. And I was just like, I'd never seen anything like that before. And so I got up and I ran into the other room and one of the other ladies from the cult came and grabbed me and she just kind of, she moved her hand in front of my face and she said, you're not going to remember any of this. And I didn't remember it anymore again until I was 30 years old. And I remember that being said to me quite a bit, like, you're not going to remember this. You're not going to, because I saw so much crazy things in my life that, you know, that was kind of the, the, so, the bandaid for me to be like, to deal, you know, cause I remember like once it came back to me when I was 30, I remembered it like it was yesterday. But before that, when she passed the spell on me to not remember, I didn't remember it. All right. No, cause that's what I was going to ask you because, um, mm-hmm. so this stuff is real. No doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I had no doubt is real. Um, cause you can hear me pretty good. Okay. Yes, I yeah, can. I have no doubt this is real because um, I heard many different things. I'm not witnessed all the things. Really, ain't witnessed none of this stuff you you're talking about. But I know it's real. That's why I brought you to the platform. Because as you are talking, I'm actually mm-hmm. learning from you. Seriously, I'm learning. Um, so, a lot of times when I interview people and bring them on my platform, I do it to bring so the the people, the viewers that's watching this can learn from mm-hmm. you as mm-hmm. well as me. Um, because some people say, hey, you got to do your research on some stuff. Say, man, yeah, you do your research on some interviews, but there's some things you don't know. Right. No matter how much research you do, your interview's good to research with questions you're going to ask, but I don't know all the answers right. to many things. Nobody know all the answers. Right. So I've really enjoyed this interview so far. It's, you really got my mind going different places about yeah. so much you have said. And I'm just trying to figure out um, in your mind, um, what type of person do you think your mother was? Uh, who, who was your mother? And well, maybe your, your opinion, and maybe you didn't understand, but in your mind now, who you think she was, or you didn't know who you think she is now. Uh, and, and do you see this as a, uh, your experiences is a good or a positive uh, uh, now that you have better understanding if you have any at all that I'm just curious yes um, well you know that I'm so glad you asked that question because my mother's passed away she's been gone for about six years now but um, I definitely understand her more now after her passing because my mother was extremely an extremely powerful witch to the point where I think that she had didn't really know what to do with her power. And I kind of, I think it kind of took over her um, because, you know, she could like literally she would be in, 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 uh, in the, in, she would call it a church, but um, we would be there and she would, she would take a plant, a small plant, put it in the middle of the floor and she would tell the plant to grow. And, you know, everybody's looking at like, this woman is nuts. And the next morning, the plant would be over the entire house, the living room. And I think when people see that, it's really hard for the human mind to accept that and accept that it's real and accept that she did it. So she kind she kind of became a freak, you know? I'm, and I'm living it. You know, she kind of became a freak of nature and, you know, and so she didn't really know how to handle it. She just had these powers. She didn't really know what to do with them. And then, you know, the, the cult culture got a really, got really messed up and, you know, it kind of, it took, it, it took a, a turn for the worse for her because the cult kind of turned their, their backs on her in such a way to where, I mean, that's a whole other story, but, um, but I, you know, all in all, she just became a freak because she could do these things. And I am blessed to have her knowledge and her powers because I'm actually a very skilled witch as well. And I know I got it from my mother. I mean, and I know that I got my skills and my practices from my mother and just that, that bloodline, you know, we just are. And so I think in that time when she was had all, when she was living and she was doing these things and she was realizing what she could do and she's trying to help show people like, you know, 
this is who I am, this is what I do. And then she just became, kind of became a freak. And I, I get it now. I get it why she kind of lost her, lost her, you know, and these people that were around her were um, feeding off of that, you know, and, and, and feeding off of her to the point the, where the she more, lost her life. The most, the, like leeches, absorbing leeches. her. Leeches. Absorbing her uh, energy to it, so you you are a spirit. You people can't take your um, energy away from you, right? Because they probably was was probably using her, her taking advantage of her, probably her heart and her gifts. Absolutely, right? and, yeah. And I, I'm sorry, that's okay. And I just going to tell you, like, I I really have prophetic dreams. I always have since I, that's one of my my powers, if you will is that I always have prophetic dreams. And I had a dream when I was, you know, very young in my teens that um, my mother was standing in this spotlight and she was naked and all these people around her just kept coming into the spotlight and taking these large bites out of her flesh. And, and then down the years down the road, that's when I understood the dream you know, because it was very grotesque and like my dreams are very vivid. But then I realized after she was murdered, that's what happened. That was what's going on. That's why she lost her mind, you know. People's eating off her spiritual. Mm-hmm. They eat no way. Let me ask you a question. This is, and I know a lot, a lot of people, and I want to put that perspective. And the reason I'm asking is because a lot of people, or whoever watched this, maybe no matter what religion belief you are, I believe your story. 100%. And let me ask you a question. And this probably go, people uh, probably take the wrong way, but I don't care because my journey, my broadcast and my platform is about not judging people. You, I mean, you can, we can judge to stand, but don't, don't, you can agree or disagree with love right. and peace. And, but you don't have to agree. Think about life. We ain't going to agree on everything, but to, um, to attack people and beat them down for their way of thinking. Um, I don't, won't that, but people probably will. But you know, it's about giving everybody a platform to share their ideas and journey without beating people up, looking down on what we agree or don't agree, agree to disagree. Now, being, excuse me, being in a growing up in the church and the Christianity umbrella, if you people who read scripture play close attention to, um, what the journey of Jesus basically is for us, him being born, born, and when he was born, the uh, wise men, what they call, what he really was astrologers, mm-hmm. knew the signs because they studied that. Mm-hmm. Um, they studied the stars and astrology. So they right. knew, not the religious people, they knew who was coming. Now, if you look at what Jesus said, Everybody called Jesus. Jesus said they accused Jesus of, of being a devil and casting out demons by the devil. And mm-hmm. Jesus said, How can I be a devil casting out devil? How survive should I stand? Mm-hmm. He said, If they call me the devil, they gotta call you the devil. And Jesus did things. He talked to the fig tree. Remember? Mm-hmm. Died yep. and withered. So um people call it miracles. So if you really look at the things the Messiah have done, what we call miracles, and the practice goes, he didn't really uphold the Torah, which was Moses. And then he said, the God I serve is internal. Uh, mm-hmm. you, the God you serve is over here in the mountains. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that the power you're looking for, he said the kingdom of heaven or the power is within you. Yeah. And People don't understand. No, Jesus talked to the the elements. He talked mm-hmm. to the wind, and the wind obeyed. Demons obeyed. Mm-hmm. When he spoke, things happened. Mm-hmm. Now, what things was Jesus doing that got the results that he has? And that Christian people don't have the results. That great thing you should do. But how many Christian people do you know? I ain't said there's none out there, but the people who follow the teachings, why can people struggle with stopping tornadoes, healing mm-hmm. the sick? What was Jesus doing? Was he doing what we call witchcraft? Was he doing what we would call people demons and devils? 
Mm-hmm. My wife's called him Christian people demons and devils. Mm-hmm. So who was Jesus really? Right. You have to think of that question. Absolutely. And that's the thing I want to bring up because I feel like I said, I follow our teachers. He's uh, taught me divinity, divine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, part of food, I'm sure the links. You can go to the website mm-hmm. on YouTube and he give you, you know, a lot of spiritual teachings and stuff of, 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 that will help people in their journey, uh, in life and, uh, things that anybody can embrace, you know, it's all spiritual, mm-hmm. all with, in the construct of what we call the Bible or Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious, is people blind to what the Bible's really saying? Because, you know, if, if you see somebody talk to the wind, and do some of the things that Jesus should do, will we be called a devil? Or, you know, people say, we'll talk to God, but the Holy Spirit is a ghost. So the Spirit is a ghost. So, what are we doing wrong? I'm just saying, should mm-hmm. we reconsider what we believe and you know, compare it to the results that we get? Mm-hmm. You know, your mother got results. Right. There's Christian people or people who embrace Christianity are they getting the results that Jesus said they should have. I'm just wondering. That's just a question. Yeah. Yeah, you know my my take on Jesus, I'm not saying this this is, you know, the truth all, whatever, but this is my take on Jesus. I believe with the whole 10 commandments thing, like I believe Jesus did all that stuff. Like, because how are you going to tell somebody not to do something and you ain't even done it? You don't even have no experience. You know, he's like, I believe that he's like, I tried this. It didn't work out for me. So I'm just letting you know, like, you know, this thou shall not do this because I tried it and it didn't work for me. Not, I think people try to be so perfect or try not to feel or try not to go into their darkness. Like Jesus went into his darkness and experienced all of his darkness. I, I, I see Jesus, you know, with the drug deal doing drugs. Like he had to experience to be like, no, that wasn't my shit. That wasn't my jam. Like I tried it, but you can't just be like, You're, you can't do that. Why? How do you know what it is? How do you know what adultery is? How do you know what that does? How do you know how that's going to affect your life? Like, I feel like Jesus had to live a full, like living life fully means living everything. Like you can't give advice on things that you have not experienced. That's impossible. True. Or unless the source of divine of giving you certain knowledge or wisdom of things that you might not know of. Like, I believe you connect with energies and ancestors who have been through things that you have not experienced, but they have. And they can mm-hmm. learn, like I'm learning from you. So, mm-hmm. of course. But, like I said, he talked to spirits too. Yep, all of it. He talked it to, all. Uh, he talked to um, Moses, must have been dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked to Enoch. It's a New Testament. It says he talked to Moses, Enoch, and Elijah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then the disciples, oh man, well, we build temples and for what? <laughs> and then, according to Christianity, these people would be dead or left with God. They talk to them face to face. So, yeah, you know, like I said, unless he experienced it or he connected to sources that have experienced mm-hmm. learn from. The and you know, maybe not the full experience, but you have have right. you have some oh, yes. experience he with has some it. Experience you know what I mean? Something. Yes, I'm absolutely. Right. Just like people, we had some experience. Of course, he did. I believe he did have experiences of mm-hmm. being human. I mean, and he was. I mean, he was full of power. Like he just knew his. Right. He knew his power. Right. He knew what he could do. He was just doing it. And then, and then all, and then he was like, everybody is freaking out, and he's like, "Why is everybody freaking out? I'm just, be, you know, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing my thing. Like, I just know I'm powerful. I know I can right. heal the sick. Like, why yeah. is this so weird?" And the thing you about know? it is, he said things. He said things I do. He said you should do greater things than I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No, nobody can do but Jesus. But Jesus never said that. 
He nope. said, I can do the things I'm doing. You should take it to the next level. Yep. And so yep. that was just a topic I just want to kind of divert from, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. That's you know, I I kind of see my mom in that in that yeah. realm. Like she she it got the you know, these people were just like amazed yeah. with her enthralled in her and like that's all they could do was feed off yeah. of her and not because yeah. go be leader like now you go be teachers because right. you, you know, remember go make teachers mirror the messiah he didn't like being around people all the time he always send people away mm-hmm. he always stay to himself you know some people follow for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and he, he didn't give uh he didn't, he didn't give his jewels to everybody to right try. and sometimes people will take uh, advantage of your kindness and drain you with everything Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And sometimes they you just they just get sucked in. Everybody gets sucked in the whole thing until you you know you don't even realize how you got there. You know, but there's those there's those energy suckers, and those energy suckers know exactly what they're doing. Right. You know? So I have a teacher who understand divinity and understand um, um, scriptures very well. Yeah. And yeah. And, so, and that's I, I, that's what another like I've been learning throughout my journey. I learned from my mother, you know, because I do a lot of uh, ceremonial magic. I give I do a lot of work with my students, my magical students, and uh, and you know, and I was I was giving away gold, you know, my gold for people that were just energy, like once they get a taste of it, it's just like okay, I want more, 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 and they just kind of kind of becomes an addiction rather than a growth experience. That's that's where it gets tricky, you know, cause you get the taste of that amazingness and then you just want more of it, but you forget that it takes work. Like I can't do the work for you, but that's, that's yeah. the vibe, you know, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Everything ain't easy. And let me ask you another question. Um, cause this is me. Cause I'm most people who are strange. Kind of like me and probably you. Um, have you ever felt that you're, a loner, so to speak. When I say a loner, I mean like not like being like alone, alone, but feel like um like you know, it's kind of like you know you can't be like you know, like people don't fully understand who you are, right? So I know you stand so you know you feel like people don't really understand you know like you know like people get depressed and stuff because. Mm-hmm. They feel like, well, I'm strange. People don't understand me. They, I want them to understand me. That they, they have, they, they do me well, but they really can't understand me. Mm-hmm. I think we all experienced that. So, uh, have you ever experienced, experienced that? Yes, I have. Uh, you know, I, I experienced that most of my life, more in my adult life. Once I came out of my, um, uh, when I started remembering things, and then. But yeah, you know, and I, but I, I like it. I, I like yeah. being alone. Yeah. I like, that's my thing. Like yeah. I, I enjoy being a loner. Yeah. I enjoy keeping it because I, being an empath, you, you just have this sense of wanting to help people or heal people or show people that you have the power within you, blah, 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 blah. And now lately I'm just like. Yeah. Because it is an assignment because you realize at a certain point, half those people are not going to stand it anyway, nor do they want it. But they mm-hmm. don't because it's like, okay, I'm wasting my time. Like if you do that, um, a lot of times you get very frustrated sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then you be yep. trying, then you be trying to get approval because like it's something then you start second guessing yourself sometimes like, is something wrong with me? Or there's something mm-hmm. wrong with you know, what's going on? So you start right. second guessing yourself sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and the thing about it, I do like being alone, but sometimes you know it would feel good. But sometimes people actually understand you some every now and then, you know, sometimes. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a lot of times um it leads to a depression where you don't understand the loneliness. And I think a lot of people are lonely because you know we uh grew up in this world society where we are taught um to pursue certain things and this is a path. We we're taught we have given a path. It's not for everybody. You know, decide to give mm-hmm. you a path. You go to school, mm-hmm. get a job, get education, get a wife, have kids, eat. Right. Sex, die. Right. And that's the journey of uh, the perception of most people. When money is at the top of the list. Right. Uh, people will get depressed because of things society or the system told they need to be happy. 
They can't, mm-hmm. they don't know who they are. They don't know what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. They don't even know where to start. And I, and I, and people become uh, lost, you know, so yep. it's, and um, I'm a victim of that. I think we're all victims of something mm-hmm. of, of that. And, and then you, most time you don't really realize that, um, the thing don't start when you starting to, it's kind of strange when you starting it to me, <clears throat> when you decide to let go and give up <laughs> on certain things, you know, I was trying to reach for things that's not going to really make you happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when people will start learning that was uh, start realizing what's more important in life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. if you step back and look at what everybody pursuing is like, Everybody been programmed to pursue the same goal, mm-hmm. and that goal don't work for you, and you yeah. still don't know. You know you can pursue certain things and accomplish certain things, and have talents and stuff. You can still feel not happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not going from within. You're searching outside. Everything's outside, outside, outside. Right. You know, and then the t- media and movies and everything makes real magic look fake so it doesn't seem real to anyone because in the movies it's in the movies so it's not real uh, and i think that's kind of trick too but i think mm-hmm. those people behind the scenes do know that stuff is real absolutely but they gotta sell it to you as fake yeah you have to sell it to you as fake so you won't go after it right you know and like, like I, I felt like i yeah exactly and i felt like you know it's once I, I i came into thelema which is a magical uh practice started by alistair crowley i'm not a big fan of alistair crowley but he did do some some mar- marvelous works that i do appreciate um and and i came into thelema and i was like yes you know i found my magician here like i was just like finally i found some a group that is just like doing it we can do ceremony magic together you know, because I'm a solitary witch, I you do everything by myself. I just prefer that way. But sometimes you kind of like want to find people like you. So, and uh, and so I, you know, I entered the group and just saw it was just as fake as the rest of them. You know, yeah. very very it's cultish, not. like very cultish, very yeah. very uh, misogynistic, like right. same shit, different pile, man. Exactly, it's kind of like. Uh, it's like kind of like some like no offense, no no offense against Christians, but to some Christians, some people mm-hmm. listening to this are not feeling talking about my experience. The worldly system is is has been played into religion as well. Mm-hmm. You got people who even people who say they're spiritual, they see it as like another fad. That's all. That's it. Even, even the, like the people who said I'm conscious, it got to the point where it just become like. <laughs> yes, I do. It's like the New York. The ego, the ego, <laughs> not really like the church where the, in the circle where it's the same because the egos get big. Oh, got people. When people start following you, people like praise. Mm-hmm. And people, we all like praise. We all want to be one. We all want to feel loved. Right. We want to be loved. Yes. And that's what really people really want is love, but the ego mm-hmm. gets the best of them. And so yep. they, it's the point where they get blind. Mm-hmm. So what's really matters and what's really important. Mm-hmm. And no, right. we've all been uh, guilty of that in some areas in our life, including me. So I'm not looking down on anybody, but I'm just, right. just saying. Um, so like some people, a lot of people follow me, but they made it like a game, like Harry Potter. Harry mm-hmm. Potter is very real. <laughs> but when people see, you know, the funny thing about it is the things, the movies that are very popular are movies have a lot of spiritual stuff in it, but people mm-hmm. think it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. X Men, uh, not X Men, yeah, X Men. Um, uh, all the Marvel movies are very spiritual mm-hmm. and social, but a lot of people think those are just movies. Like Panthers, all those characters come from right some type of mythology or of, of spirituality. Well, you know, and I also think that magic protects itself too. Like magic protects itself in a way to where you're not just going to get it handed to you on a silver platter. Like you got to go through your abyss about a hundred times before you make yourself worthy of knowing who you are. Like you can't just, I mean, if you can see through the illusion, then you, now we're getting somewhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but you have to want to see through the illusion. It's not going to be handed to you. 
you have to want to see through it. Of course. Yeah, I, I agree. There's some things you have to do to get to it. It does take practice and work to do mm-hmm. it. Where if you do, the thing about it is uh, uh, good and well, how you use things are available to how you de- how you depend to use it too. You also can use your gift to help people mm-hmm. hurt people. Absolutely. It does take worse to get to it, no doubt. But yes, you're right. Anybody just can't get to it. You have to believe it and work towards that energy. Mm-hmm. Let know it. You know, but you can't misuse a gift or a something that you have. Right. And some people will use it for the wrong purposes. Some people mm-hmm. protection and like you should. Sometimes protect yourself. You do have to match to take some people out to protect yourself. Not saying you should, but it's right. That's any time. But um but yeah, um the funny thing about people who think who believes certain things are evil people and they're not evil people. Right. You just have a misconception based on what you've been programmed to believe about certain mm-hmm. uh, beliefs and, 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 you know, practice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes not for everybody. Sometimes people just want to come here and, you know, do the the life that you're, you know, set up to do and they're perfectly fine with that and that's cool. You know, they don't want to grow or evolve or anything. Maybe when they come back to this world again, they'll learn different lessons, but you know, it's just, it's you, it's when you're ready for your, in your time to know exactly who you are, where you came from and the power that exists within you, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big pill to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow. You know, once you figure out what your power, like I can see why my mom was just like, it's kind of hard for the human mind to accept the things. So you have to train your, retrain your human mind to accept these, you know, powers that are inside of you because we're so used to accepting things from the outside. Like once you go inside, it's a whole different story. Right. I agree. Um, and so you have to tell, you shared a lot of interesting things about your past, things you experienced. Um, what else have you experienced that you witnessed that you remember? Um, spiritually that you've seen uh, that maybe no one believes that you've seen so if you won't mind sharing some crazy stuff and other sure crazy. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying it's gonna be crazy yeah. somebody oh well, I know. remember the the first uh experience that I can remember uh, when me and my I have two sisters uh an older sister and a younger sister um which is funny. My name's Kenyatta and my older sister's name is Wendy and my younger sister's name is Jessica. So I don't know where they got my name from. But anyway, uh, it was when me and my older sister were younger and they always had their rituals in the basement. And uh, we were so curious all the time because we always heard noises and, you know, just weird sounds down there. And so, uh, so I was the brave one. I was like, I'm just going to see what's going on. I had to be maybe five or six years old. And, um, and so if you come down in the basement, you can kind of come down like two steps and then peek your head over and you'd be able to see what people couldn't see me. Cause I was so tiny. So I remember hearing something crazy and my sister was like, just go look, just go look. And so I opened the door to the basement and the smell alone of sulfur, just was horrible. Like I was, I was gagging. It smelled so bad. And so, um, I peeked my head under and then I saw one of the women, her, her entire body was like a greenish bluish color and her eyes were kind of bulging out of her face and she was on the floor on her belly slithering around like a snake and everyone was trying to catch her. And that's when I was just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and I went, ran back upstairs and I told my sister, my sister didn't believe me. Um, but I had nightmares for days after that, for days after that. And, uh, and I just kind of got used to seeing demons all the time. I just got used to seeing my mom's casting out demons. I remember one lady got um, possessed and she, re- I mean, she had the strength of, 
a million men. I tell you, she was just picking people up and throwing them against the wall. Like they, she ran outside, she got in the car, like watching a demon walk to the car, get in it, try to drive away. This group of people trying to hold the car back. It, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. So they, my mom had to do an exorcism outside in the parking lot with this demon in the car. It was crazy. That was like my, the normal, my normal life was watching demons get exercised all the time. Normal. Anywhere. In a, it was normal. It was just like a regular course. And so when I talk to people about it, you know, yeah. And then they're looking at me like, I'm like, I should stop talking now. <laughs> because to me, it was normal. You know, and then once I got into high school, that's when I, people started kind of making fun of me. I was the witch that lived on the hill. Like, we were all the witch house, you know. Like, you know, I got made fun of a lot in high school. High school, was, it was okay. I had some friends that were pretty cool with me. But for the most part, um, I got made fun of. You know, I was the witch that lived on the hill. Because I was talking, you know, just because I thought everybody did this. I thought... You know, this is what I saw since I was five years old. So I thought seeing demons and ex- getting them exercised were the lifestyle of everybody. So I was just like, oh, yeah, this happened. And, and then that's when I became the biggest freak of, of all time. And it was a small town. Like, it was a small town in, in Minot, North Dakota. So, you know, everybody knew your business. And so, yeah, that's when, yeah, that's when I just became the freak and, you know, people make fun of me. I couldn't go to the store. I couldn't, people look, look at me, you know, but that's when I, I found my witchcraft. Like that's when I started really practicing witchcraft. I had such a gift. Um, it was really crazy because I found in my bedroom, we lived there for years. And then in my bedroom, I just kind of noticed this little crack in the wall and I, I don't know. I just started kind of pulling at it and I, and it opened and there was this like this under underneath the house, there was this like this huge area that I would go in and I had all my magic stuff in there. I would go in there and, and do all kinds of stuff. Um, I had magical entities come to me. We would hang out in there. Um, I, I saw, I, and I'm always, I've been a seer all my life. So Sometimes I would see things even when I was a kid and talk to see people or talk to, you know, ghosts or demons or whatever spirits thinking that it was just a normal person sitting there. And, you know, I didn't know it was, they weren't really there, but Um, now since I've come into my powers, I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Just curious. Um, It's only your opinion. It's only your opinion. So um, do you believe that all, Demons are bad, or you just think they're just different form of beings that do what they do. Kind of like you know, like people say lying is bad because it attack you, but you know, it's the animal instinct is going to maybe attack you because it thinks they don't know what you, who you are, what you are. So it's a different species. Like um, do you think they're evil, or do you think they're just not evil, evil, but we call we just call them evil because of what they do. Do you think they're like? Do you think all of them? Do you think there's some good ones and bad ones, or do you think they just all evil? That's what I'm asking. That's well, the whole good and bad thing is kind of. I try to steer away as much as possible from the words good and bad because exactly. I feel like the de- a demon is being itself. Okay. It's doing what it's supposed to do at that moment in your life, regardless of what it's doing, it's testing you. So the demon is doing its job. It's you that has to make the choice about what you're going to do about the situation. So I'm it's saying not, not the demon. I'm not, not saying like, you're not condemning that? the demon. So like no, the, de- the demon's being straight up and real. Like yes. the demon's do- being the demon. Like this yes. is, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm supposed to be in your life right now, testing you on this. Let me ask you a question. Do you think they are bad or do you think there's, there's benefits? And to talk to me, so you can talk to some of them. Have you talked to some of them as uh, ritual terms? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's certain demons that, you know, if you, I don't know if you do know about Ogoesha at all, but 
um, conjuring demons to do, to play out certain things for you. I mean, that's definitely a practice that you need to be very right. skilled on um, because you can get yourself into trouble if you're calling up a demon. You don't know what, what this demon is about and exactly. you know, you're going to so, so wreck so you're your not, life. That's cool. I just wanted to know because a lot of people think they all bad and I just, and not, not the thing about it is how do we know they all bad if you never really talk to one? <laughs> right, exactly. They're not yeah. all bad. They're not I'm all bad. Curious, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that. But like I said, I'm just answering questions to learn and the people watching this interview who may watch it uh, get a um understanding of of different perspective of spirituality, whether they believe it or don't believe it. They don't have to believe it. Some stuff they may believe, some stuff they may not believe none of. But my platform, like I say, is about sharing people's journeys and experiences. Because if you have an open mind, I believe you can separate the weak, we know the good. No, I ain't say good from the bad, but you can separate for what's good for you and what's right. not good for you. Like right. What works for you, what don't work for you. That probably mm-hmm. works better than saying bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what I'm saying. I'm happy bringing you on the platform. I'm still learning. I'm pretty sure a lot of stuff is in your book, which I will share the link where people yes. want to see the book, look at it. Because I think it's going to be um, a very, I believe it's a very good book just on some of the stuff you already told me. And check out my website too, um, because I have a lot of intimate stories on there where I um, have gone through journeys mm-hmm. with Lucifer and Lilith and Sutuak, the God of the Sun. Like I've had actual experiences with them that's why they are my actual deities uh, that I'll, you know I'll i talk to the link in the youtube description as well as you put links in just and all your all the links you would post on instagram facebook you know a book uh website i'll be happy to share all that under uh the youtube description and i'm glad i interviewed you i did not really expect what i was going to hear from you um I really didn't know what I was going from. I am actually happy that I interviewed you. Uh, <laughs> and this is my first interview for this channel, so I'm going to post up. Now, there is something I was going to ask you and talk to you about, and you said I could. Yes. To what much as comfortable as you are to mm-hmm. explain and tell this part. Um, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask you one part about the uh, sex magic part. Um, if you comfortable, um, where you're a participant of sex magic at your age, and uh, at the, at this age right now, at the age back then, we the, oh back then, we, okay, yeah, no, I was not a participant okay. as a child. So was no underage, or what we call underage type of. The only thing that I would say was un, that was underage. Um, is uh, seeing it like it wasn't participant but i i saw what was going on you know okay good i understand that's one mission that clear a lot of people say oh that's magic because you know people listen to this and they go curious well you're a participant at that age oh mm-hmm. that's wrong you know no people gonna say something like that but i just want to clarify that you right know what i'm saying absolutely yeah and they still can say it's bad since that you've seen it right because a lot of people misunderstand <laughs> this anyway but anyway right <laughs> so <laughs> No, I wasn't talking about this age. I, it didn't cross my mind. But I answer that question later if you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we can. That, that's another interview. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll do that separate. We'll do that separate interview. If you want me to air that or not, we can talk about it. Absolutely. That. Yeah, I'm totally open. Yeah, we, so. we'll talk about that different because, yeah, I'm a man. So I won't go into that and I'll stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all being real. You know? I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to come for me. That's I love that. That's a strong, powerful sense. Is very strong and very powerful. No doubt, mm-hmm. sense yes. is very powerful. Now, I think yes. it has its place, and that, that's why mm-hmm. some people it's like a drug. If you know how to control it, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's very, you mm-hmm. know, it's powerful. Men lose their mind mm-hmm. behind it. People kill behind it. People. Scream. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. So it's powerful. So you know, if you spiritually like me. Fell behind it. There was a weakness. So mm-hmm. I ain't no better than the other man. I don't got no weakness. 
and that's we a, all do. That's a universal weakness. So, and it's yeah. pretty fun and enjoyable in this right place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so I was on your uh, account on Instagram. You were talking about, and I know about the R. Kelly situations and all this. And right now, a lot of people talking about you know um, sexual abuse and improper, you know, and you no know, being a lot of women, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, sexual abuse of men trying to, you know, inappropriate actions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You see a lot of that going on in the media. And, you know, but anyway, I just happens to see you talk about an incident on Instagram. Um, maybe some type of sexual abuse. Um, we like to share any of that about what happened and how you're dealing with that. Yeah. Um, so when I was, you know, not living in Arizona, I was, it was in the relationship and this person I was in a relationship with was very skilled at magic as well. Um, they weren't using their magic for good, you know, it was definitely ego based magic, but so I was basically, um, a bait, sexual bait for other people you know, for other partners that he wanted or, um, constantly watching porn or like going to sexual places and being, you know, made to have sex when I was just like, it it was like a terrible, terrible addiction that I was basically the worm to get all the sexual attention for this person. And then, you know, when it came to our sex, it was, it could have been anybody, you know, it could have been anybody. It was just, I was just there to, you know, let this person do whatever they wish. It wasn't enjoyable. It, not for me. Okay. Um, it was very, um, it was very ego based um, using, um, there was no, there was, there was nothing there, but you are here to serve me period from this person and it was very awkward and just like you know and but that was and then having doing sex with this person allowed I opened myself up to these energies and these demons that he embodied you know and he I mean he was very skilled at sex magic too so who knows what kind of spells he was doing because I was still okay with it my head was okay with it. I was doing it. I was kind of in this robot stage of being his sexual slave. He had he had done the mind control. Absolutely. Again. Absolutely. Yeah, it was total mind control. And I had to I had to I had to crawl my way out of that abyss because I was literally losing my mind. Literally. Like I would see things or hear stuff. Like I'm and I'm looking at myself like you look like a damn crackhead. Like get a hold of yourself. You know, like I had to dig deep to get out of the mind control that he had me under. And he used sex to do it because that's the most powerful blood and sex are the most powerful forms of magic. So you got the old prize wheel. Yeah. And he was a very powerful magician. Like he, he knew what he was doing, you know, and I'm a very powerful witch. So the fight, like, you know, there was the fight there and it, it was, it was all about him breaking me down, you know, breaking my powers down and breaking me down. And I'm just, because I think I'm pretty much, I think I'm probably one of the strongest magicians that he's ever been with. And, and, and it's, a, it's kind of an ego thing, you know, it wasn't a love thing. It was just like, okay, let me see the next person I can, or the next woman, I should say, that I can break down. So I was just kind of in, the, in, in his roll call, you know, and, oh, uh, and I got, just a few months but still that's quick you know quick like he got me quick wrapped around quick and you know once and my mother was my mother was just giving me all these dreams while I was there and once I got out like I was still so mind controlled but my mother was giving me these dreams I didn't understand them until I was starting to come out and I was like okay I see what's going on you know, I see why he's what's at because I would tell him these dreams and he was like not having it. He was not having me tell him what these dreams are about. For one, because he's the the group that we were both involved in, the magical group, I really believe 
they it's they sexually abuse all the women that join the group. I, I I'm honestly believing that from my experience that this like and I feel like if I didn't get out when I did, I was going to be used in some sort of ritual that I did not want to be a part of. And I feel like they've done that to all the women that's coming there. And I know I, I really feel it because I had a dream about it. And all these women were being sexually abused or raped or even murdered that were in my dream. And I really believe that if I didn't get out when I did, I was getting ready to do whatever they do to these women. I was next. It was sex trafficking in a, in a higher form. Big time. Let me ask you using a, magic to do it. Let me ask you a question. Um, you heard any, you know a little bit anything about uh, you heard anything about the Arkansas situation at all? Yeah, I do. Me and my friends talk about it. Did you see the Edgar's interview? I didn't see it. Okay, okay. I was curious. I was going to ask you what you thought about the interview. Um, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I will check it out. I could, um, I could actually pull it up and share the screen where you can see of uh, the interview uh, when they interviewed the girls and R. Kelly came into the room during the interview with Gail and <clears throat> the, listen to their stories. What I was going to ask you was, do you think they under some type of, what they call Stockholm Syndrome? Mm-hmm. But I want to your opinion. We think it's just a little bit more than just Stockholm Syndrome. Man, I... No, so, not, I, not, I've not, been... No, no, I think you better right. pick up I've been on both sides. I've been on both sides. Like I'm going to be straight up with you. I've been on both sides of mind control, being mind controlled and mind controlling people, because I learned it from my mother. Do you think they weren't girls on the mind control card? Absolutely. Okay. Mind so control. I'm like, if you're skilled mind control, is like, it's easy. How you think he did it? You know, I, mean, I, I don't know music, how he did. I don't know. I mean, itself is a very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tool. Mm-hmm. Now, people, music is very spiritual energy. Music mm-hmm. changes people's uh, personas. It, you can be mad, and music can make you happy, sad, cry, and you know, and also, you know, money, you know, money. And, and who knows? Money. He might have been mind controlled while he was doing it, and then he came yeah. out of it, and he was like, "Shit, I'm screwed now." Like, not because, even know, you know what you just know, happened. He, he was he molested too at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's but, another thing. Like a lot of broken people. Right. So I wonder, yeah. uh, but like, I'm sure they are suffering, but I don't know if he like, like knew exactly what he did to control them, you know, mm-hmm. from a, uh, mind, you know, from a spiritual or whatever, or he just mm-hmm. was just good at doing what was done to him at early age. But I was yep. just curious <clears throat> if he think, he don't know if you know any extra, if he did anything, like put certain in a food or uh, sex magic, or I'm just curious. I wouldn't even put any of that past past him. I wouldn't put any of it past him, like putting things stuff in their food or you know learning. Like I mean, because there's just so when you go, I, I think that Hollywood too, like they have their own magic thing going on over there. Like I just curious. they do some crazy shit. So I don't know, but. Just but keep... you know what? I'm actually I actually do have to to be going here. I've got to take my son, my friend's son, over to his little birthday party. Okay. But I would love to to chat it up again sometime. Yeah, we'll chat on other subject later. Hope my voice be back better. I hope you can hear me good enough. Can you hear me good enough in this interview? Yes. Okay. Thank you. It was great. It was great. Thank you so much. I really most... really appreciate Definitely it. Definitely seen that link uh, of the YouTube link. That I listen to. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, like you know, they're not very, very long. Like each YouTube thing, some like five or ten minutes, seven. They different. Uh, no different programs. They have different links of the YouTube channel of who I listen to, of Paul okay. or And so, um, I will share that link. And also, I want to make sure you give me all the links that you want me to share on the YouTube. Absolutely. Channel. And Kenya and Kiana White, I'm sorry, Kiana White. I want to thank you for coming on the platform. I want to thank everybody who go tune in and share or like or subscribe to my channel. Please do, and also please, if 
y'all want to get her book, if y'all curious in any of these things that she had talked about, um, make sure you order and check out her book, which is at the bottom of the description box of this uh, interview. And I really want to thank you, and I would like to um, stay in touch with you. Um, yeah. I would love that. Thank you, Andrew. I really yes. appreciate this. Thank you, too. All right, uh, Miss Kiana White, thank you. Thank you for tuning in, and have a, a great day, you and your family. Thanks. You have a great day, too. I'll talk to you soon, Andrew. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank okay. Bye-bye.